We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gilcast. You're either listening to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast or the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Feed. I am Davis Maddock. This is the Gilcast with Nate Noling and Sammy Reed. Um, I know a lot of you guys like to tune into the show for, for when we're all miserable and tilting, and there's plenty of tilt to be had, but uh, you're, you're talking to three people who made money playing daily fantasy sports this weekend. So, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I think the, I think the, the theme of the day Sammy is uh, just everybody got hurt. Like everybody got hurt. Literally like every player in the national football association was like limping off on the sideline at some point today. Yeah. It's going to be a uh, great for your seasonal sweats. This is going to be fantastic. We're going to, we're going to turn the show into like a seasonal show by week five. And yeah. I mean, Hey, I got, I have some very, PCs. yeah, I got some very fire teams in the main event. Uh, I think that the team I co-own with Leone right now is, I think it's in first place of the NFC Silver Bullet of all the teams. So, pretty, uh, you know, just a little, oh little, my God. Uh, We're talking little brag about to start the show. We're two minutes in and we're talking seasonal brags. Nate, how we how we doing, bud? How was your how was your Sunday? Uh, cash team, cash team did all right. Um, so I'm having an all right day. GP. Nate, uh, I'm glad you just made it to the podcast, man. This is fantastic. Yeah, know, not you weren't you weren't you weren't um you know at a grocery store with your with your wife right now, so that is no. uh, a market improvement yeah, from she took the dog for a walk. But I also got the right lineups in that I intended to play. So oh, big win, big win. Uh, I think though, Nate, had you just slept in, you had the nuts last night though. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I got off. I got off Terry. Did, so did but, Nate, did, Nate did uh did Davis talk you off the winning team? Because this happens no, like three times. No, because ever. he played. He played the worst play. He Nate made the worst play out of all of us. He made the the fear based decision. What was it that Nate said to us? Mentally he was like, weak. You, yeah, mentally weak. Nate made the mentally weak play of looking at Devonte Adams's game log and not being able to fade it because he no, was too- no no. <laughs> it is not his game log. I'm not using twenty and twenty one week game logs to make decisions. Devonte was in a great spot. I mean. Devonte was the well, highest. Well, let me, yeah. Let me read to you what Derek Cardi said to me on Saturday night about Devonte. He said, 
Adams is kind of a recency bias pick this week, IMO. I'm not jamming him. Much worse matchup than he had last week. Outdoors, 15-mile-an-hour wind, potentially bad game script. Okuda is going to be active in this game. Regression in target share. Game not going to be paced up. Cardi knew, bro. Now, Cardi also had Julio Jones projected for more points than Devontae Adams, and we're going to get to Julio later. Trust me. We're going to do a whole segment on Julio Jones. But – Devontae didn't get there because Devontae got hurt. So you can't, like, victory lap this on anything other than – I mean, literally it was in the first quarter when he, when he came up limp with a hamstring and then was, by the, second, by the second half, played like a drive. So I don't think you can say Devontae was a recency bias play. I mean, he had the highest target share projection in the, on the slate going into it. Nate. Nate, it might just be time to take the L. I mean, it was a mentally weak play. Last week, you lost a bunch of money because you didn't have Devontae, and you're like, I can't. My, my cycle is way too <laughs> fragile to do this two weeks in a row. If Devontae Adams goes off, they will kill me on the gill cast. They will roast me into a coffin, and you had to play him. And, uh, oh, it wasn't even about Devontae. It was about Corey Davis. So what got me onto Devontae was I couldn't fade the Corey Davis at 4K anymore after the A.J. Brown thing. Like, that was what it was. I had Terry and Amari and then was like, I can't fade Corey Davis at 4K here, or I'm, like, never going to live it down. And so I, once this I got is Corey actually, Davis, I just had the dollars to step up from uh, Amari to, uh, who, or to, to Devontae, and it was like a no-brainer. So this is, this is actually, I think, a great place for us to start the show. Everyone and their donkey – played basically the same team in cash games this week. Like I saw people who are straight up that good at DFS posting the team that everyone played. And we did not play this exact team, but everyone knew this team. It was Kyler. It was the three lock running backs. It was Devontae Adams, Deontay Johnson, Corey Davis, Chris Herndon. And the, that team was the dolphin that no, that team was the dolphins defense that more people played. Um, the, the, The dolphins were more owned than the jets defense. So Sammy, in a week like this when you know the overlap is just going to be absurd, what are you thinking about registering your games? Like, are you like, I'm going to register, I'm going to do big field GPPs instead, I'm going to play head-to-heads instead? Like, what are you thinking when you know, like, we're, and we'll talk about some of the ownership percentages for some of these guys here in a second, but just what was your thought with like, man, everyone's just going to have the same team? Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought it was a way better GPP week. Um, than cash week because all your decisions are going to come down to a 2v2 or a 3v3 and I also think I mean you want to game select as hard as possible so you know up until lock I'm, I'm scrolling through the lobbies trying to find as many no batches as humanly possible I see all these soft like low dollar 50 50s and Nate's already registered for them all which kind of pissed me off um, I just see Nate just just hanging out in these fishy games and taking all my action that's where all the soft action is you save it you save it until like 11 30 and then you just jam it all in and you find all these like 11 man double ups that are like nine percent raked versus the 12 to 15 so i i actually i actually think i have a pretty convincing argument against those games being profitable and uh this is this is where we are going to go ahead and start talking about the teams that we you're not not profitable in them I was no, say, you I, to be I above the cash line, Davis. That's, that's I. I am my team. Line. Yeah, my team was fine, but I will. So this is the ownerships in the massive twenty-five dollar double up. Zeke was fifty-two. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was sixty-two. Derrick Henry was seventy-one. Right, and we all agreed 
that if you did not play that combination of those three running backs, you were paying the rake. And this is a single entry, um, $3 double up, right? So these are the ones we're being like, oh, you know, everyone's fishy. All of those guys, 10% more owned. Zeke, 70%. Jonathan Taylor, 77 uh, Derrick Henry, 83%. And then in the 100-man ones, the ownership was even more concentrated. So my thinking was I actually wanted to enter the biggest contest possible this week, Sammy, because just the likelihood of people not playing those three running backs was so much higher, I thought, in like the massive and the giant double-ups on DraftKings. No, yeah, these I mean, 11 I play, man I double play all those every week. So These 11-man double-ups are the softest contest you'll find, especially the ones that – fill up right before lock at 1130 11 well I, I mean i agree with you and it doesn't need to be a mutually exclusive thing you can play both of these types of contests which i do i mean yeah obviously i think the the largest field you know double ups and and 50 50s are going to be the most profitable um because you just get a, a higher percentage of fish in them well and also the these... same, I, do, I do think rake actually plays quite a bit of a factor here that most people don't realize is these higher double or these higher field double ups. Yeah, that's true. Some of them are legitimately 13 plus percent rake when you can get 9% rake for these 11, 11 man double ups. And I, right. I do think that over a period of enough time, like that rake, you will, you will regret paying that three and a half, four 4% increase in rake. So my thought actually was I just want to play as many head-to-heads as possible this week because I actually think that is the right combination of you're going to play against a bunch of soft lineups and you are going to save on rake, right? Because head-to-head rake is, t- is 10%. 10%. Yeah. yeah. So uh, – and before we rag on Nate too hard, I, I was also mentally weak. I played Devontae Adams on FanDuel because it was not hard. Um, to, to do that so I also got mentally weaked uh, there as well as far as week one I have very little 2020 data going into my models and Devonte was still the number one play of the week yeah so. all right so digging into the uh, the specific plays here uh, I have our, our three men that we actually remembered to play this week uh, so again two weeks in a row we actually remember to play it great stuff was there any thought of not playing Kyler, Nate, or was was he just like the guy? No, Kyler was the guy. I I mean Dak was Dak was like the only other quarterback that I ever considered this week in cash, but the salary discount on DK just like it was him. And what about what about you say? I mean, I like on Monday or whatever, Tuesday, I I really wanted to play Dak and then just kind of as the week evolved it just became a little like it just it obviously and we'll talk about this why with wide receivers later it just became a little bit less tenable to play him yeah I mean I don't so I don't really build my cash lineups I don't even really start until you know Wednesday or Thursday something like that but literally when I looked at the prices Sunday night uh, after we recorded I looked at everything and I put three guys in my lineup I put in Kyler Murray I put in Jonathan Taylor I put in Deontay Johnson and from that point, for seven days, there was never a single a single doubt for me that I was going to play all three of those guys, like, no matter what. So, Yeah, I mean, I think that's reasonable. And, you know, obviously we loved the Kyler rushing floor. I uh, Tuttle, Tuttle had this take on the Swole cast that um, because Washington has such that good front seven, he actually was going to be more likely to scramble in this game. And it actually – 
No, it was legit. It like, I mean, that was like a, a total hand in the dirt, like football guy take, but the second, the second touchdown run in particular was not a designed run. And he was able to get free because they like basically blitzed seven guys and there was no one in the secondary to tackle him once he got past him. I just love Tuttle. He's just too sharp, man. Yeah. Sharp. Uh, yeah. I mean, just Kyler, Kyler was the quarterback play. I, I think maybe there was a team where you could have played Dak if you played, if you played Perryman, you, you could have played Dak, I think, the, the way it broke out. If you played my team, except instead of going up to Devante, you played Julio, you would have ended up with Dak at QB. If you, like, really wanted to go overweight on that Atlanta um, Dallas game, you could have easily gone. I did. I, I did want to go overweight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, in cash, you could have avoided going up to Devante and gone – um, Julio and then gotten back there. I mean, just I, I don't even want to say Julio's name for the rest of this podcast. Can we just call him blank or redact him or something? Well, like we can him? just call him the second wide receiver in Atlanta. I mean, because that's the third wide receiver, uh, buddy. The second? No, son. No, he's like number. He's like number four. No. I mean, you got the alpha. You got Calvin Ridley, right? You've got yeah. uh, Gage, who actually gets yards and touchdowns. And then you have Hurst, who takes advantage of, like, blown coverages. And then way down, you have Julio, who, like, is a decoy and catches passes only occasionally when he's not limping off the field. What's the rule with Julio? You can't play him when he's chalk. You can only play Julio when nobody's on him. Like, is he, is he just chalk today? I mean, he had to be the what was, what was he on? wide receiver. No, he was on 15%, bro. No, he was not, he was not the chalk at all, Nate. Yeah. He was Devonte. Devonte Adams was sixty percent owned in some of these double ups. Tulio was not chalky. I mean, the, literally, Devonte Adams getting hurt is the only reason I made money today. Yeah, or or just like not, just not performing well. And and people played Paris Campbell. People played Perryman, who got injured. Campbell and Perryman both got injured. There were and I mean there. So okay, let's let's talk about the running backs now. Let's uh, let's not get let's not uh, get too far. Jonathan Taylor, Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry. Let me tell you this. I have learned my lesson with the big dog. He is just not a play on DraftKings. It doesn't matter. They could, I mean, maybe against like uh, uh, Chad Kelly is the quarterback of the, of the Colts or something, and they're like 14-point home favorites, but I'm not, I'm not doing this again with the big dog. No, we shouldn't do it. I, you know, it was one of those things where we just kind of took it for gospel that he should be played because he was like a home favorite and he's Derrick Henry. And he always smashes the Jaguars. I actually got into like this discussion on Twitter because I was sad that I didn't get to play Benny Snell because I would have played Benny Snell over Derrick Henry if, if James Conner was out. And the guy was like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, yes, you can. They're both two down bangers on like home favorite teams. Like they're not $3,200 different. You can use that money better elsewhere no, you just can't fade Derrick Henry this week. And it's like, dude, if he doesn't score a touchdown, I mean, it's just, he's useless. He was a waste of 7,900 bucks. It was like, he scored 8.4, an empty 84 yards for the big dog. It's just uh, unnecessary. I think, I think we just kind of took for gospel that he needed to be played. And in retrospect, I'm not sure that that was actually sharp. And I'm trying not to be results oriented. Yeah, it's like the first time I've played him in cash in maybe ever. And yeah, 8K the whole time, a guy who like barely catches the ball. I, I know Darrington Evans was out, so it's like, oh, maybe he'll get some more 
you know, stuff. But like, until we see it, like we're, we're just assuming. You have to have him for lower than a 10% well, target share projection. You just have to. And I think paying 8K for a running back with less than a 10% target share projection is just bad. Uh, so, I mean, this is the thing about Henry. We got all we got all gassed up because he had three catches last week when the Titans ran like what like eighty six plays or something. Right, and, yeah, Tannehill threw it like seventy two times. <laughs> and they they I that game was on the red zone a bunch because there were so many touchdowns in that game. I mean, they weren't even looking at him, dude. Like, I don't even I don't even remember Tannehill having the check down to him and not taking it. Like, it just was not a part of their game plan. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. When you have Johnny Smith out there, who can just... Oh, like, man. How, is, how did you how not did you play not Johnny, play Johnny yeah, Smith? How did you not... Well, actually, Sammy, how do you not play Jordan Reed, the two-touchdown minimum salary? All right, let's, so let's talk about this because I, I've, kind of been, I've kind of been afraid that I might have lost my touch. Like, I didn't play Logan Thomas in cash last week for, like, the Stonemen, and then I didn't play Jordan Reed in cash this week. And literally, when you told me Kittle was out, I was like, I was texting you. I'm like, yes, it's lit. It's happening. And then I didn't end up playing him. I, I had to get in Herndon. Just had to get in Herndon, bro. Like, Herndon's such a good play. Um, it, I'm, I'm super tilted about this week. Like, actually made money in cash games. But, like, the, our lineup was bad, Davis. Our, our, our lineup was um, Yeah, no, our lineup was not good. Our, our lineup was – there were some real structural issues with our team. Yeah, so – I don't know what other people played for us to make money today, but like there was a huge profit potential. Oh, we can we can do some research. Here's here's what yeah. happened, Sammy. Other people's top wide receiver that they paid eight K for played like Got twelve like, snaps. Yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah. That, Devontae that, that is not, every, you. not everybody Devontae should have smashed you. Deontay Johnson was was chalk. He was he was thirty five percent owned. That is chalk for a wide receiver that's 4 5 k yeah, or 4.5K. Yeah, yeah. But that means, that means two-thirds of people did not play him. He was the second most owned wide receiver, though. If you were going to make money this week, you like – Devontae Adams was the highest owned wide receiver. That's why you guys made money, because you lucked out with a luck box injury. Like – A little, I, a little I, bit. I don't know who <laughs> Davis is like, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, me and Davis played Julio Jones that had a game that had 79 points, 153 plays, 950 yards, and Julio Jones got, like, one catch. Like, yeah, the Julio thing is pretty tilted. I mean, they, I, 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 had I, I thought of- Julio was a good play. I still think he was a good play. I, I just don't understand how he doesn't hit in this spot. Yeah. How's that possible? The Julio thing was tilting because I had a ton of Julio. In, in yeah, you should. I, this, this was the game. So this was the game. So like, just, I mean, are, are we talking about receivers now? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about, let's talk about our three receivers and then we can Wait, talk did about you, tight end as well. I have one yeah. question about running backs. Did you guys ever consider any other running backs? No, no. I should Uh, no, I didn't. I, I considered for like half a second playing Melvin Gordon against against the Steelers at 5,300. And I, I, I'm going to go look at the box score right now. I think he was the only running back to get a touch. I don't think they played Royce Freeman at all. So um, I think he had a pretty good game, Gordon did. Yeah, so Gordon well, had 19 carries. Freeman had three. Gordon had three targets. Freeman was not targeted. I pro- honestly, yeah. I probably would have played, like, 
Kenyon Drake or something who sucked. Yeah, Drake. I was going to say, I, I thought Drake and Gordon were fine. Like, it was just that Taylor was such a smash play. Why, why weren't we thinking about playing Aaron Jones? Like, what's, what's, why are we so fishy that we didn't consider Aaron Jones more? My tart, my, my uh, attempt share projection for him was way off. Like, I have him projected for like, and I got to dig into why, but like, it's because it's because historically he's really only been like 55, 60%. Yeah. I had him projected for like the mean of 56% rushing attempt or rushing attempt share and then like a ceiling of 62%. And he took like every snap. <laughs> Even after like they were winning in a blowout and Devontae Adams was just sitting on the sideline. I had Aaron Jones in a seasonal matchup against Evan Silva that I'm losing by 30 points. That's how that's how that part of that's how my Aaron Jones exposure went for today. Uh, I mean, I would never. I don't even even after watching Aaron Jones go for fifty, I still wasn't like, man, I wish I played that guy in cash because it just, it's just he's just not really a cash play because he just disappears for lar- like for four games in a row. He won't score a touchdown and they won't go to him because that's just not how they're built. They play freaking Tyler Irvin like they just, they just they'll play four running backs, dude. Yeah, I was going to say, now that I'm looking at the – like, when you have Jamal Williams projected for some touches, you have Tyler Irvin, you have A.J. Dillon, like, it is hard to play him in cash compared to when you're paying that price for guys, like, they need to see a significant percentage of the workload. Yeah. All right, let, let's talk about our receivers because the, the whole thing – The whole slate – the whole slate came down to wide receiver three, tight end, and defense. Right, like, everybody with multiple brain cells had Kyler and, you know, Henry, Zeke – and they they were all 70% plus owned in yeah. reasonable so contests. The three receivers and how you were going to run it. There was a bunch of 4,000 to 4,500 receivers um, that all made sense and had some merit. And then there was, you know, a couple of high price guys that, that people were going to go to. Nate, how did you end up parsing yourself? Cause you kind of went back and forth. Like we talked about at the beginning, you're like, Oh, I want to go, you know, McLaurin and, you know, Amari Cooper like what got you there, and then and then seriously, why did you not do that? Well, I mean, the McLaurin thing, I stand by. I think McLaurin was a was a great play at this at this price point. The only thing that got me off McLaurin was just construction because I thought the Corey Davis, um, the Corey Davis thing at four K. I thought Corey Davis projected for more volume than almost any of those other four K wide receivers, and he was lower than all of them. So. While I, I love Deontay Johnson, I, I had Deontay Johnson locked in. When we were talking about, you know, CeeDee Lamb, Paris Campbell, all these other guys, Corey Davis was the clear number one target on that team now with A.J. Brown out. So it was like I have to take the slam dunk with the 4K. And he was – Corey Davis to me was, like, significantly better played than Scotty Miller. Like, people were comparing those two. I don't Scott, see them Scotty almost game. scored, man. I don't care. Yeah, I would, they are, would have been body bagged if he had t- like, caught that. Touch. Like Scotty Miller is like a five ten. I think you might be taller than him, Davis, and he's like a fifth round draft pick. Where Corey Davis literally has been a stud his entire career, and like he hadn't had a hundred yard game in twenty six games before they, they, week one. You repeat what you just said. Yeah, okay, yeah. Talk to me I about Corey think, Davis being I don't a stud. Think I heard you quite right. Yeah, very yes, interested Corey in this. Corey Davis's profile is absolutely. <laughs> He's an athletic freak. What do you mean his profile? <laughs> like, like, oh, Nathaniel, buddy. Corey Davis at 4K getting getting a 20-plus percent guaranteed target share is like a slam dunk at 4K. It's a slam dunk at 4K. 
So I took that and then the Devante thing. I didn't even like significantly love Devante more than I loved anybody else. I had Devante and DeAndre pretty close, but I just went Devante. Oh man, if we played, if we just would have stacked, if we just would have used our brains and been like, you know what, we have Kyler, we should play Hopkins instead of this Julio guy. We are, we are um, wiping our butt with money right now. Oh my yeah. god, I was so close to being rich. I, I, I didn't even. Th- I, to be honest, I literally didn't. It did not occur to me once to play Hopkins instead of Julio. Why did you guys all fade Corey Davis? He fucking sucks, Nate. Yeah, dude. <laughs> they threw the ball 24 times. Like that game, it was, what was it, 33 to 30? And Tannehill- Let's, You know what? Let's just – I want to go look at his game logs from last season. How many right, times do, do you – how- Let's do some 2020 game log surfing, bro. How, how many times do you think Corey Davis had four or more receptions in 2019? And this was when – This. How many? It's twice. It's twice. Uh, it's four. T- it's five times, including the playoffs. He had four or more receptions. He had no 100-yard games. He scored two touchdowns in the regular season. He had one three-yard touchdown in the playoffs against Baltimore. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. AJ Brown was out today, right? Yeah. Sure. AJ Brown did. AJ Brown didn't really play for the first eight weeks of the season for Tennessee last year. And Corey Davis was nothing. No. I mean, when you project out, what are you going to do? Give Adam Humphreys a 25% target share? I mean, our, our, our stuff liked him. I just was not going to play Corey Davis because I've, I've done this before. Yeah, Nate, I have Corey been Charlie Davis. Brown with the football with Corey Davis so many times. Okay, yeah. he's Corey 4K Davis facing Jacksonville with a 25% target share projection with like Tannehill – like this Tennessee offense is not what we like think it is. I know we want to rip on like David Kitchen and everything and like, Oh, Tennessee bunch, but like Tana, Tannehill targets and at 25% target show versus Jacksonville at 4k, like he's a slam dunk. He was not a slam dunk in no way. Tennessee had a 26. I need to just get it out in, in black and white. Tennessee had a 26. Tennessee had a 26 and a half team total and the leading wide receiver target was 4K on that team. I mean, here's the thing you got to He was targeted that he was targeted the same amount of times as Johnny Smith, less than Adam Humphreys and he had fewer yes. receiving yards than Anthony Ferkser. I understand that after the game. <laughs> I'm saying going <laughs> And I'm telling you, I'm telling you I foresaw this in my mind's eye. I saw Anthony <laughs> Ferkser running free down the field while Corey Davis blocked for him and my mind's eye was correct. If Corey Davis doesn't catch a 9-yard touchdown, you're tilting your whole face off about his game. That's a fact. Dude, Corey Davis sucks. Like he never gets it done. Nate, this you're is straight up. This is straight up like, I understand the logic why he was a play. I would not call anyone a fish for playing him, but your logic of this guy is a lock is it's, – it's bad. It's yeah, just Corey bad. Davis is never a lock. Never, ever. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. So, I didn't, I didn't play him. I wanted to play good players, you know? I wanted to play C.D. Lamb, like a guy who catches the ball, like in a great game environment, um, who can catch and run and, like, do things. Uh, he's actually good. Like, I wanted that. So, like, my, my whole thing is, like – I, so, me and you, Davis, we ended up going Julio, C.D. Lamb, and Deontay Johnson. Um, Deontay and Johnson was just a, a stone lock. I'm stone lock. I agree. I'm, I'm very disappointed that both of you guys played him because this would be such a better show if somebody hadn't done it. Um, yeah. I, I would just be windmill dunking for, like, 45 minutes, and it would be great, but we don't get that. Um, I guess we're not complete fish. But – 
the the other the, the way I broke the tie is I wanted players in this Atlanta and Dallas game. Like it it rated before the game to just be this immense scoring fest with a ton of plays. Like if you check out like Pat Thorman's pace stuff, I mean it, this game was just going to go super fast, a ton of plays, and I just wanted players in that environment. So that's that's kind of why I went Julio and CD over the other combinations. Yeah, I mean I thought CD was the best. I, I actually thought he was better than Deontay, but he was $200 more expensive, and like that money actually really mattered this week. I thought CD was the best play under 5K. You know, this was a week where, I mean, we had unlimited options, right? So we had, we had Christian Kirk, we had CD Lamb, we had Deontay Johnson, we had Corey Davis, we had Perryman, we had Paris Campbell, we had Scotty Miller, we had Mike Williams, right? There were so many guys. Uh, Levitan noted this on Twitter a couple times. You know, he does that piece every week where he looks at guys under 5K on DraftKings projected to see five or more targets, and he said this was the most guys he'd ever written up for that piece, it, it really was an extraordinary week. And for me, Lamb was the best one. And that was, um, Nate, a big reason why I wanted to play Julio Jones over Devontae Adams was just because, so I didn't have to play Corey Davis, Scotty Miller, Rashad Perryman, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I think Perryman was like a guy I loved in tournaments, felt thin about in cash. So I get it. If it wasn't for CD, for Corey Davis opening up, I probably would have ended up on the same team you guys did. If AJ Brown plays, I, I play Julio and um, CD probably. Well, no, I'd I'm glad. I'd probably really play glad. Mari and Terry. I'm really glad that I got my um, Julio in cash out of the way in week two, and it was a winning week because I, I just won't be tempted for the rest of the year. And – I, I feel like that's actually like the fact that this happened in week two instead of like week seven. I, I feel like it's a real blessing, Sammy, that just like, I just, I won't be tempted to go back to it. I mean, I don't, I don't know a player that has, I mean, Julio's like the all time leader in yards per game. And yet yeah. he never, he never wins anybody any money. Is it crazy? Well, like, no, he did. He did the Carolina Panthers week where he had 300 receiving yards. Right, we, 301. I, yeah. I believe – I want to say Nate didn't play him that week, but maybe he did. Maybe I'm just saying that because I want to hate on Nate. But I remember that being I, one of the best kill casts ever. I think I've played plenty of Julio. Julio's an air yards like stud. That's why I always end up – How, how much is it chapping your ass that Bobby Trees is just owning souls? <laughs> did, did you just like did you just like come a little in your pants when he when he scored the rushing touchdown dude, the rushing <laughs> dude the rushing equity you got it you got to count the rushing equity when you're projecting bobby trees i mean it's true the, the you know they, they they rushed like 40 times to their receivers last year it's a thing it's crazy um let's doesn't, doesn't show up in the air yards though okay so, no so, like, so we we high rod thing like just killing all my gpp teams like Nobody mentioning that he was hurt before the game even started. That was, um, I mean, well, I think we've seen the last of Tyrod. I don't think he'll ever start another game in the like NFL. Herbert's just going to take over now forever. Yeah, I mean, they took the Kansas City Chiefs to overtime. I know. And Joshua Kelly had uh, twenty-three rushing attempts. Oh my God, my Eckler share is just very. I mean, Eckler even had a good game, but it's just, yeah. But Herbert, yeah. Herbert is what you wanted, right? If you. Yeah, if, if you, you are ma- wanted Eckler, Herbert is like your dream come true. Yeah, if you're massively Tyrod. invested in Eckler, yeah, you needed this, Sammy. Yeah, I did need this. Yeah, Tyrod ain't that right man. My chest hurts. You know why his chest hurts? Because he ain't got no heart. That's why. So he's out. He's out. Get a kid who can in- involve his running backs through the air. Get him in there. 
we gotta we gotta roast Nate a little bit because this morning I I saw that another permutation of our of our potential team was Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, and Perryman, and then getting to Logan Thomas over Herndon. And Nate, uh, Nate was not a fan of that. Nate, Nate was like, what are you talking about with Mike Evans, dude? And he like, Nate went full like narrative on us. He was like, he was like, there's no connection. There's no chemistry between Mike Evans and Tom Brady. It was, it was like Nate decided to be like Sammy and I for like five minutes and was like just hot taken to the wind about Mike Evans not being a good play. Once in a while, Nate tries to, Nate tries to feel like it's an art, you know, and he tries to be an artist, but it fails like it did yeah, it, was a, it, was a weak, it was a weak point i went on like a five minute rant about how bad my kevin is and, <laughs> and uh, then and then, and then okay when i 120 yards in a td on me when i posted when i posted that video of all the brady's deep throws from last week and they were all on the money did you immediately know that it was bad no i'd seen that video like three times this week <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking of speaking of L's, Ronald Jones was like my fourth most owned running back in tournaments, and it was going fine, right? And then the fumble, touchdown, everything was great. We're, we're never going to hear the fumble, dude. We're never going to hear from him again. It's Leonard Fournette. Brady just McCoy. looked at him and was like, "You made me look like an idiot." Never yeah, again. for real, like, dude, never we're again. never gonna, like Rojo is dead. It is Uncle Len's backfield now. Everyone is going to go ham against Carolina. It looks like Carolina is the you get all you play all the dudes against Carolina this year it seems like they're that team but yeah Uncle Len Uncle Len is the real deal now uh, speaking of L's speaking of L's can we all take an L here on uh, Herndon because that was uh, uh, I mean just was, we all we all played him or wait did you play him last week Nate I think, uh, we all played Herndon last week and we somehow team. didn't learn our lesson like what 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 did we think going to happen we thought that removing Jamison Crowder was somehow going to make the Jets offense better like what what I Logan Thomas was right there Mo Ali Cox was right there and who I really want to tilt at is Kyle Shanahan dude I ne- I the Shanahan's dude this report where he's like yeah you know we're keeping him on a snap count we're thinking you know 15 to 20 snaps this dude has two touchdowns at halftime had already ran like 25 pass routes it's just like like First of all, Sammy, you should have been like, you know what, dude? I don't even care. I don't even care about Shanahan. I'm playing Jordan Reed. He's 2,600. All I need is like two catches for 40 yards, and if he scores a touchdown, it's all gravy. And somehow you did not, as the tight end whisperer, you, you've played Herndon two weeks in a row too, Sammy, and you're supposed yeah, to be dude, the chief tight end guy. Your brand, your brand is hurting. Your, yeah, brand, your brand is hurting, Sammy. Yeah. Like it's one thing for me. I play bad tight ends all the time, like uh, outside of Darren Waller weeks. It's just – I mean, I don't know what to do at tight end. I legit, the most embarrassing thing about today was like 10 minutes before lock, I actually felt excited about Herndon. And then when Perriman was like out and I was like, oh man, he's going to, he's going to see 30% of the targets. I was legit like excited when I saw the Jets were like moving and I was like, this is, it was embarrassing. I mean, so, so honestly, like this was a huge missed opportunity because, you know, this is like the second coming of the Ross Welly game from last year, which... Yeah, and, you know, it, it was just this prime opportunity, not just to win a lot of American dollars, which I, I missed out on the opportunity to do because I played Chris Herndon again and like a giant fish, but I could also sit here and tell you guys, oh, you bros, it's more of an art, you know, you just got to feel what's going on, you know, with the team and, 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 and smash you guys with Jordan Reed while you idiots played Chris Herndon. And instead, I'm just another idiot that played Chris Herndon, and that is the real shame of what happened here. 
So I, I don't know what else to say. Like I, I have just giant gills and uh, yeah, I blow bubbles. That's me. Big fish. I just like, I, the jets are fantasy Siberia. Frank Gore had 21 carries in 2020. 21 we played, carries. We played two Jets. We played their defense. And the defense was fine. I, I have no I have no qualms at the defense. The, the defense was fine. You, you should just play zero Jets at all times. Uh, that's, uh, that's a really good rule of thumb. If we had followed that rule, we would have a lot more money. I just would have played any 2K defense this week. It, like, oh. I, I – uh, Unless they were playing like the Chiefs or the Ravens, I would have just played a 2K defense. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get a little overcom. I mean, dude, what did the Jets get? Four points? That's actually fine. It's fine. For 2K. Like people, like, yeah, like it's like people just get overconfident and they're like, I mean, on FanDuel in this slate, it happened to work where the chalk defense was the Cardinals and they beat up on Washington. I think they got like 12. I'll have to go look. But yeah, I mean, I just, the, the 2K defense was, was clearly optimal in this slate, I think. Yeah, and, and yeah. it will be a lot of weeks, and I think we got pretty excited and, and happy about ourselves for smashing Washington last week. We're just like, oh, we'll play 2K every week and just find the team. It'll be easy. And, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes sometimes it doesn't work out, and uh, this was one of those times. So I, I we need to talk we, – we kind of skipped over it. We need to talk a little bit about why we didn't try and play Logan Thomas why we didn't try and play Mo Ali Cox. Like what, what, what Sammy was it about Herndon that you were just like, you know what? Like, let's do it, dude. I mean, so first of all, I bought into the off season narrative that Herndon's just like back and he's, you know, this legit number one tight end. And then number two, I, I mean, I, I like getting tight ends where their team should be down some and, and they have to throw a decent amount. And he was 20, he had a 20% target share in week one. So I'm like, okay, this guy's talented. He's going to be like their second most targeted dude. And uh, they're playing San Francisco who, I mean, you know, San Francisco's got a good defense, but it's like, what are they going to do? They're going to throw it underneath, you know, the pass rush is good. I'll have to get rid of it quick, you know, just made up all the sweet smelling reasons. I just thought Herndon was good. I was going to see targets, but the reality is he's a jet. He's a jet. Anybody managed by Adam Gase is not going to get it done for you. That is just a, a physics fact of life. And for me to forget that and play Herndon two weeks in a row when I could have just done my thing and, and smashed low price tight ends instead, it's a real shame, man. I, 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 I don't know what to do with myself now. I don't know who I am anymore. Nate, you need to do some did, searching here. Yeah. Did, you, did you think at all about Mo Alley Cox? No, I told you guys, I was excited about Herndon. It wasn't like a begrudging play. I literally was like, oh man, Jamison Crowder's out. This dude is... Oh, he's become an off-season monster. He's going to get all the tight end – or all the touchdown equity. I mean, he's just – I mean, I, I, I just – he was a Jet. I, I, I just need to exclude the whole team. That's right, because there is no touchdown equity, Nate. That's the There's thing. zero, yeah. That's the thing. 20% of zero is still zero. That's the math. It's really more of a science when you think about it like that. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess it is really more of a science. I mean, I think that – one of the reasons why people played Corey Davis was they were really excited to play uh, Logan Thomas. And I think that that looks correct right now, right? Like Logan Thomas looks like a legitimate volume 
guy at the tight end position. Let's see how much he ended up with here. So he got nine targets. He got, so that was second most on the team. He had the most targets on the team last week. He had uh, two weeks in a row of getting an end zone target. Like Logan Thomas is going to be like a top 10 fantasy tight end. He was 3,600. Gusecki and Fant also went off. Dude, Fant, Fant, yeah, Fant is is like, yeah, he's, he's like uh, Darren Wall. Well, not Logan Thomas is Waller from last year. Fant is like Mark Andrews from last year, where he went from like the big and fast, bro. Like big and fast and good. We will get back to the guys in just a moment, but big thanks to our sponsor DraftKings last week, of course, is in the books. Now it's time to review the tape, prepare for this week, and there's no better place to get in all the action than at DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to the excitement, DraftKings has a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head on over to the App Store now because don't want to miss this you draft your lineup you feel the sweat and uh there's nothing that adds to the excitement of games uh quite like having a shot at a million dollars and of course DraftKings. if you don't know they paid out billions since 2012 so they know a thing or two about cold hard cash so download that DraftKings app now use that code dff for a limited time new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week don't miss out on week three action enter code dff to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit that's code dff only at DraftKings. make it rain min five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details all right let's get it back to uh davis nate and sammy on the Gilcast. yeah and i mean Cortland sutton got banged up and left this game again so yeah, I mean, I, I think he is just a your, super strong play. Your boy Gusecki, though, Sammy, also put up – I mean, he had 11 targets for 130 yards, like, in a touchdown. Gusecki so, put up, like, a 20. Basically, any other tight end besides Herndon. There was no other bad tight end plays except for Chris Herndon on this slate. We managed to all play him. I don't, I don't know how we made money. Like, what happened out there? Dude, we already told you. It was, it was 60% on Devontae Adams. Got, like, four points. But we had, but we had Julio. But we had, well, also, if we want to talk about, if we want to talk about running good, the Cowboys have the most improbable onside recovery of all time. And, and you on guys that get drive, the CD bonus. They they immediately go to CD, and CD gets like a twenty-two yard gain or something, and hits the bonus. I did like that. That was that was pretty super. Yeah. Uh, I mean, CD looks like the best player on the Cowboys. Like, I I think he will. I bet by, like, week nine, we are projecting CD for more targets than we are projecting Cooper for. I really wouldn't be surprised. Do you think that's outlandish, Nate? Yes. Gallup is also in the mix, and I think No, Gallup is – Gallup's done, dude. Gallup Gallup is is number three. Gallup is island, bro. All they do is just throw it deep to him, like, two or three times a game, and that's it. He's he's relegated to just, like, deep guy. I mean, literally, last week, Amari had, like, 14 targets. Let's not, like, just take Amari out of the equation. He's out of – Don't get me wrong. No, he's out of the equation, Nate. (laughs) He's out – Nate, he's out of the equation, dude. It's CD scissor. Davis. Samples. <laughs> Davis, how, how happy are you that the Cowboys won this game? Well, you know, as a fake Cowboys fan, uh, 
it it is it is always nice to start every game immediately being like this team is the worst they're gonna lose every game they're terrible and I mean for them to come back and win that game was I mean that was the Cowboys never do that right the Cowboys never win that game they always get there and they miss the field goal or they miss the onside kick and you're like wow they really gave it the old college try and their yards per play numbers look incredible and you're like wow Dak is incredible and uh yeah, like to see them actually win that game is is really wild. Very on brand for the Falcons. That was yeah. nice. But, but both your fake both your fake fan teams, the Chiefs and the Cowboys, both roaring come from behind victories. You, I mean, dude, well, you just Sammy and I are, see it. Sammy and I are just rolling in our actual fandom of two and zero teams with with the Bears and oh the, the best the best team the best team in the AFC. Oh my yeah, God. the Bears are two and zero. Can't That's doubt hot. Trubisky. What is That's what is Chicago radio going to be doing with? Trubisky like are they all in no I don't think people are all in people realize he's a fraud but it's it's Allen Robinson it's Anthony Miller I mean he's got weapons and I think as long as he doesn't lose it he just dude the 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 Montgomery catch and run that was great yeah that was great what did you think about that Davis you're you're a long time fan of Montgomery's talent uh you know I mean, first off, anyone could have scored on it, but it like it just was nice. It was it was nice to see him do it. It's like I it's what, over. what you what you don't what you don't want to see is you don't ever want to have to consider playing David Montgomery on DraftKings. You just don't like I don't need I do not want him to earn enough of the target share to ever have to consider playing him on DraftKings at like sixty two hundred. I don't think you oh, will. They, they Cohen such instead a of Allen Robinson, so I'm sure the, the target share for Montgomery will go up now. Target, the target share in, in Chicago, though, is just spread out so far that I don't think you're ever going to have to play running back. Well, so we, we are going to have some big-time injury stuff to deal with for the slate next week because Saquon has a torn ACL. Cam Akers has broken ribs. Christian McCaffrey has an ankle injury and is scheduled to have an MRI on Monday. So there, it's going to be and, – and – yeah, like there's just going to be potential for us to have to think about some really bad running backs next week. They don't have the salaries posted for next week. Is Saquon's uh, old, confirmed ACL? I think. Well, I don't think it's confirmed, but I mean, that's you, a I huge think, bummer. When you yeah. get carted off, like, it's not good. No, I, he didn't get carted. He 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 hopped off. But that's a huge, like, just true NFL. Like Saquon, I like love watching him play. Like when he's at his best, he is exciting. I, I he, thought he got carted off. No? no, he like hopped off, but it was like he wasn't putting any weight on. I, I wasn't so the game. I actually didn't see it. The Giants I'm like are going to be legit bummed if he's. Uh, the yeah. Giants are um, at home to the 49ers next week with with Toto's Condion, who played every running back snap after Saquon went down. Oh, Mostert got hurt. Mostert <laughs> and Cole. Mostert and Coleman got hurt. Oh snap! Is it Coleman? McKinnon's Coleman team? got hurt as well. McKinnon's is it time for or, or I mean, look if it's look if it's McKinnon I'm going all in. Whatever I have left on DraftKings, it's 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 all going in the pot. How much how much fab in your seasonal leagues will you have left after this week? I have McKinnon on every team already, so I don't have to sweat it. I started. I had to start McKinnon in a league today because I have a team that has um, uh, Godwin, Sutton, and Galladay on it. So you just got to start with the flex. Win, baby. 
Uh, let's see here some of the other some of the other running back injuries. The Rams play the Bills, so uh, Daryl Henderson had like a huge game, yeah. and he is going to be on the main slate. And then the Panthers play on the road at the Chargers, maybe without McCaffrey. What would what would Mike Davis have to be priced at for you to play him, Sammy? I mean, I'm probably <laughs> probably four K or under. No chance I'm playing like this. No chance. If he if he was if he was forty two hundred Nate, would you play him? No, no chance. Literally, McCaffrey has even like not gotten the workload that we were hoping for. When yeah, but but it's it's they it's one less guy though. I mean, here's the thing: if you think no. running backs don't matter, you just jam in Mike Davis and say, "Hey, thanks, yeah. thanks for making McCaffrey half price." No, there's going to be so much running back value next week. What would what would Jonathan Taylor have to be? What would Jonathan Taylor have to be for you to not play him against the Jets at home? I'm thinking like nine thousand. I would not play him. Maybe. Seven. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the line at eighty. Seven. Nate, he got twenty nine touches, dude. You are locking him in at seven k. He's still on the Colts. I like Nate. 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 It's the Jets. Mate, you just got to play people against the Jets. Look, You're going to pay 7500 for him? I, w- I would – not only would I do that, I would consider locking him in tournaments at 7500 Yeah, bro, you, you got you to understand, like, there's always a couple teams every year where you just play guys against them no matter what, and you figure the, out who those teams are very early. And that team is the Jets. Like, it's them. You just got to not play Jets in cash and play folks against Jets. Like, this is how you get rich. I've I've figured out the key to the 2020 season already. Like this is it. It's very easy. Dude, Nate. He got 29 touches and he's about to play the Jets at home. Come on, bro. Jonathan Taylor, he's a, he's the boss. You got to play him. He's the boss. Yeah. I'm also saying at $7,000, that's a significant portion of my salary I'd be out. Nate, Nate, you play you play Derrick Henry for 7,900 today. Like and he and and Jonathan Taylor, I think, already has more NFL catches than Derrick Henry does in four years. I believe <laughs> I, I'd have to I'd have to double check my date on that fact one, but check, I believe that's true. That <laughs> um, so we we are recording this before the Sunday night game, but next week on the main slate we have Cowboys at Seahawks. If we get two straight weeks of Russ with thirty five plus pass attempts, so they're about to play against the Patriots right now. Are we just going back to the well with Dak, Russ, DK. CD, Gallup, Cooper? Yeah, DK. Let's go. The, so yeah. there's also those magic teams. Those teams like the the like Tampa Bay last year, where they score a ton of points and they give up a ton of points. You just Dallas want, is that team? Dallas might be that team. They might be it. Byron Jones is out. Like they ain't got no defense left. Vanderesh is dust. They they have nothing, but they can score. Like that's the kind of team you want to play. Yeah. 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 I think I, I hope we see Russ Cook again tonight. We also have we also have uh this is gonna go really under noticed because it was just like a terrible game for the Eagles, but Miles Sanders is back. Yeah, like I mean he is he is looking that's like not, a guy who should have gone sixth overall in That's in what I'm saying. Miles drafts. Sanders will be like seven thousand dollars next week. You're gonna pay And I I mean I will snap play Jonathan I'll bet you right now Jonathan Taylor more fantasy points than uh Miles Sanders next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Would you, would you like, would you like to book that one? Yeah. Jonathan Taylor on a 25-and-a-half team total versus the Eagles. Dude, I, 
I'm just telling you, Jonathan Taylor's getting 28 DraftKings points next week. Like, and you can do with that information what you will. Dude, Nate, the guy's the truth. Like, you got Nate. Understand. He's like literally Saquon Barkley, dude. Yeah. He's stock. You got to buy the stock before. This yeah, is like you get line at 300 bucks. This like, is like this is like when Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson used to be 8,200 instead of 10,000. Yeah, you got to understand this. This is an art, and this is where artists make their money. Davis, he had two targets today. He had two targets. I am not like and, and twenty seven rushing attempts, dude. For like a four four and a half yards per like what are you hundred yard bonus hundred hundred yard bonus, dude? Lock it up. He's a Derrick Henry on a worse team. Like Oh my god. Oh so, Nate, Nate. Nate, you are backing Nate, yourself into a corner you do not want to be in right now. <laughs> I actually like like Jonathan Taylor. I'm just saying, you guys are going to be paying 8K for him like freaking fish. Dude, you're I'm fine with him at first. Oh, Nate. Oh, my gosh. Nate, the, the people, Nate, the people are going to come at you for this one, dude. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is not the fade you want to make, Nate. You want to fade, you want to fade De- Devontae Adams. You know, you know why Davis you're going to be able to, to play? play someone at a 3K price hike and think it's a good idea. Who, who you cares know, what it was hyped at? Yeah, was, who cares? You know what? Nate's already setting up to play Jonathan Taylor uh, next week because he's going to play Jeff Driscoll in cash against the Buccaneers. Driscoll is going to be 4,800 against the Buccaneers, and he's going to play him. That actually does sound like a sharp Nate move. Yeah. Like when you played Matt Schaub. <laughs> and I crushed you guys. And he crushed. And he crushed. Uh, we, might, we might get to play Cam, though, because he plays the Raiders next week at home. Mm. Again, pending the results of Sunday night, we don't know. Maybe maybe Cam looks terrible against the Seahawks. Probably not, but maybe. Yeah, maybe he gets hurt like everyone else. Who knows? Uh, Washington football team against the Cleveland Browns. That's uh, That looks like another decent one. Hey, another... was, it, was, it, was it a major troll job for Antonio Gibson to get in the zone the week after everyone played him? I mean, who could have who could have predicted smashing? Who could have predicted that that Peyton Barber would not have kept him on the bench when the team needed to win? Who could have predicted? Yeah. All right, boys. That's the Gilcast. Sammy, do you have any words you'd like to leave the the people with? Yeah, we're huge fish for ever playing Julio Jones and two Jets in cash. Don't ever do it again. We survived this week, but we won't be so lucky next time. Let's let's learn from this. Uh, yeah, I, I would really like to learn from it. Um, you know, thank you to CD lamb. Thank you to Deontay Johnson. Deontay, uh, the, thank yeah, you to the Falcons who gave you guys a chance to get a 10 point CD lamb swing there at the end. Love to be. Uh, sorry. I finished last again. Nate. <laughs> you guys literally <laughs> should have been dust. <laughs> oh, hey, thank you. Some money, bro. Just, just, just hit me up, man. Yeah, thanks, Steve. I'm watching Devonte Adams stand on the sideline with his helmet off the whole second half, and you guys are turning on some of the most insane win probability returns I've ever seen. Matt, they were they were two percent to win. By, they were two uh, percent the... to win, and then Speedy Lamb gets there on a bonus. Oh, you guys lucked out that are still. CD number eighty eight, dude. Once once he got number eighty eight, you knew he was going to be a legend. And that's how it goes. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week. 